Bison Moon Group, Reach the Moon Podcast. I'm here today with Daniel Sun, art. And uh, his art, if you haven't had a chance to look at his website or anything, is a must. If you know of anybody in the EMS field, you have to direct them to this and get them to check it out. If you know of any first responder, you have to tell them to go check out his work. Uh, he is a person that travels all across North America showing off his art, and I'm really glad to be sitting down here with him. Uh, Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm great, thanks. When you're sitting here in your house doing the art, um, and, and you are an artist and you are a fireman and you're thinking about your job, is there any advice that you would actually give to somebody up and coming? Uh, up and coming firefighter paramedic or up and coming artist entrepreneur? You, you can pick one. For an up and coming artist or art entrepreneur, um, it's, it's, you know, for me, I have other businesses as well. I'm a real estate investor. Um, you know, I have an industrial, I do industrial work on the side as well as a paramedic. Uh, you really, I don't find this a lot of work, even though it is a lot of work because I have a passion for it. So it's really something for me, you know, I have a passion for this, for creating the artwork, uh, and I'm fed by the response that I get from my followers. So it, it really fuels my energy to create the artwork. Um, so although I might be, you know, have a 16 or 20 hour work day on my days off from the fire hall, it really doesn't feel like work to me because uh, I'm so driven and I'm so motivated um, to create the work, create the work. So if I think the advice would be if you want to be an entrepreneur uh, and you want to do something on your own then find something that you're really passionate about and I don't really worry too much about the money the money comes um, but I concentrate on on creating good product good artwork for myself uh, and if I'm keeping myself happy and producing things that I'm happy with then that seems to be working for me my goal isn't to create images for other people or to create images that they want. Um, I create things that I want, and that seems to be working for me. Now, not everyone likes my work, which I expect. Uh, you know, artwork shouldn't, not everyone should like artwork. Um, you know, my goal when I create something is it needs to have a visceral response. You need to look at it. And for me, if I look at artwork and it makes me feel something, then that's artwork to me. It may make me feel bad. I may look at artwork and I have, oh, that really makes me feel terrible. That's still artwork. Um, that's my, for me personally, that's my definition. So for, I think if you create, if you find something that you're really passionate about, then learning about it isn't going to be a chore, right? If I need to discover how to, you know, if I want to create something in my artwork that I don't know how to do, um, I'm quite happy sitting on front of the paper or reading books or going to seminars, learning how to do that. That's not work for me um, because I'm educating myself versus, you know, oh, I need to go to work and, you know, take this course that I'm not interested in. That's, that's work. Uh, so I think if you can find something you really love to do and you're passionate about, it doesn't seem like work. No, that, that's exactly part of being an entrepreneur is that there's a reason why we're doing this. Um, do you ever find you get influences from maybe even like a, a kid looking across your shoulder? One of your kids are home that day and they're saying, dad, put this line here. 
do that one? Did they ever help you? Or you yeah. For the most part, you're on your yeah, own. Yeah, my kids are older, but um, but yeah, I get that a lot, you know, and I and I get a lot of input from my from my peers as well, my other paramedics and firefighters who have given me great ideas that I can relate to. You know, I get a lot of people that say, hey, you know, Dan, can you do an image like this? And if I can relate to it, then a call on it, um, then yeah, I'll do that. And even when I create the images, I'll always ask my wife. My wife is great. Um, I'll say, hey, Roxanne, what do you think of this picture? And she's not a paramedic or a firefighter. So she's really, you know, non-biased on it. And she'll kind of have the perspective of a, um, of just a, I don't want to say a lay person, but you know, a, a civilian, I guess. And she's really honest with me. So, so, you know, either that, you know, she doesn't like the colors of it or she doesn't. Um, and I, and I listen to her, um, uh, but because it's artwork, it is very, you know, subjective. Um, and I don't anticipate everyone's going to like my artwork, each piece that I do. Some images are way more popular than others. Um, so it's hard to, to pick something that everyone's going to like. Uh, but the bottom line is, is I'll produce something that I like. I have to be happy with it. Um, and sometimes I get advice, try this. And I'm like, no, I don't like the way that looks or, but I am very open to, to suggestions that way. In conversation, uh, you talked about the first time you actually published, um, your art online on your Facebook and let your coworkers see it. Have you ever had a coworker say, you know, that situation, I, I still have a hard time every day coming to work because of that call. And now seeing your artwork is pushing me over. Um, no, I've never, I've, people have told me that my work is, is horrible, but beautiful at the same time. Right. So I haven't, um, and I, and I do get negative feedback from my work. Uh, and that's something I'm really worried about too, is that these being triggers, of that, right? I don't want to trigger anybody. Uh, and sometimes if I put some images up that are a bit more graphic, I'll put warnings up there um, that, you know, this might trigger people. And I've had even people come here to my gallery uh, that have broken down. Like they look at the artwork and they just start sobbing and crying. Um, but they tell me it's a positive thing. You know, it just makes them kind of get in touch with their with the feelings that they never really accessed before that they've kept so buried. Um, so they'll start crying, but then they'll thank me for, for it after. Right. So it, you know, it is a concern for me that, you know, I certainly don't want to push people over the edge with my artwork. That's not my intent. Um, and that's what I thought was going to happen at first. Um, but the, bulk of my feedback has been very positive emotionally for my, for my peers and my, and my followers. Um, now I have had people, you know, say that they didn't like my work. They just didn't like the way it looked. I didn't think it, it, um, it was a realistic reflection of the, of the industry and which is totally fine. Um, but again, I create the artwork for myself. I don't create it for other people. Uh, and I'm totally open to those. And I just tell them, look, if you don't like my artwork, don't look at it. You know, don't follow my Facebook page. Don't follow my Instagram page. You know, that's that's totally fine. You said that you did this art for yourself before you actually started, like, turning it into art, art. What was the first piece you did for yourself? Um, do you remember? Yeah, it's um, it's called the Trauma Code. Um, I have it lined up right here. 
I don't know, you guys can't see it, but it's in my gallery there. And it was, um, uh, yeah, that was the very first one that I did. It's it's the, just a scene of a paramedic doing, uh, you know, CPR in the back. And then the second image, is a, it's two images of where the patient has died. The sheets covered him and the spirit of the patients in the, it's called the airway seat in the ambulance. And he's staring at the paramedic. All right. So that was the first one that I did. And, um, uh, yeah, it was really cathartic for me to produce it, to work through it and, and to do it. And then, um, again, I was worried about what people were going to think when I, when I did that. I, I actually got goosebumps. Oh. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when I, you know, when I create the images, I, I try to create more how I, how I feel at that time versus what I, what I actually saw. Right. And for a lot of us, for a lot of first responders, we'll, we'll do calls that we just can't forget. Right. And these calls and these memories of these calls will just pop into your mind uninvited a lot of time at nighttime uh, where you can't control them. And it's really bad. But I'm lucky that I have an, an ability for myself to purge those calls. And now when I think of that call, a lot of the calls, I think of the images that I created versus, you know, the organic memory that would invade my brain uninvited. All right. So I'm lucky that I'm able to, to do that. Um, and a lot of other first responders do similar things. You know, they'll create artwork, uh, you know, they'll wood carve, uh, you know, a lot of guys will go work out. There's, you know, they have an outlet to, um, to kind of release the things that, that build up in their brain. And that's exactly, um, a good way to relieve the stress from the job. Um, do you find that um, you said you had been to England and uh, Las Vegas? Were there ever pieces where the people said, "Okay, we want to stand here and be in this mock-up scene," and you're like, "Listen, I'm I don't think I can portray that the way that you're picturing it." So they're forcing you to have an image that's in their head, but it's not the same direction you want to go with it. You don't get that vibe, I guess, is the feeling. Mm. Do you ever yeah, that does happen. have that with a customer or yeah. scenario? Um, most of the time, you know, I never, you know, I have a lot of clients commission me to do artwork, but it's always, you know, portrait work, right? So I'll always, um, you know, they want a portrait of their crew or they want me to promote their department. Uh, so I do a lot of that work. Uh, I never do commission work for my concept images, we'll call them, uh, because I can't, it, that's all personal to me. So I can't do that for somebody else. Now, sometimes, uh, I will do like for dis for the dispatchers. Um, cause I'm not a dispatcher myself, but I was getting a lot of requests to do artwork for dispatchers. And I didn't, I really couldn't connect cause I never had done that. Um, so when I was in Houston doing commissioned artwork for a department there, um, I asked to speak with the dispatchers. So I spent three hours with the dispatchers in their dispatch center. Uh, and they were telling me lots of stories and I kind of got inside their heads and, you know, they were crying and I was crying. I'm like, perfect. Let's get some, let's get some photos. Cause I really felt how they were feeling at that time. So that worked really well doing that situation. I, and the kind of a similar thing for, for corrections officers. That's another area that I think really needs, um, some awareness brought to the, you know, to their mental health as well. But I'm not a corrections officer, so I don't know. That's actually an interesting point. Is 
um, sometimes you forget. Like the, even in Canada here, there's a sheriff side of things, and then in the states, there's the counties and peace officers, and then that does open in the branches of even the military. Um, it almost doesn't kind of be anybody in the service industry. The sky's the limit. But like you said, I'm glad you feel that you have to connect to it. Kind of a business question for you is, is there anybody in the way of business that you work with that you're happy to be involved with them? Um, I know sometimes your stuff is charity or related to support of a cause. Mm -hmm. That's why you're down in Las Vegas. Um, Is there anybody that you work with locally or far? Um, No, but I I should. Like I find I'm, I'm pretty busy. Uh, you know, I have a publisher and a distributor, and, and they've been great. Uh, it's um, Love Like Creations, so they publish my book, and they also distribute my book, and they're they're great that way. Um, I do a lot of my printing with um, uh, Technicare, and they're fantastic, like really good quality products from them. Uh, so I'd recommend anyone getting prints done with them. They're fantastic, and they've been very helpful too. Uh, you know, a lot of times I'll screw up orders and, and I'll get on the phone and they're, and they're really good that way. So I do have a lot of... Um, You're an artist and you, you screw up? Yeah, yeah I, know that's, <laughs> I, I know. That's part of my thing, I guess. But it's... Uh, yeah, I have a lot of people that, that I work with that are, that are fantastic. Um, but I feel I'm also at the point now where I, you know, I need to hire someone or, or get, some, get some more people, positive people around me to, uh, to get me to the next step. Because I find I'm, I'm spending a lot of time... Um, doing administrative work, answering emails, um, you know, planning other things, uh, where what I really want to do is just create artwork. Uh, and the more artwork I create, you know, the better things are for me in my, in my company and my business. Um, so that's really something I should be concentrating on. But I find that I'm, I'm doing a lot of admin work now that, uh, that I think someone else could be doing for me. Well, in conversation, you had mentioned that you're receiving like 100 emails a day of all these different points. And I do appreciate you sitting down here with me today. And I'm glad I was able to come up to your house and be in the gallery. You've got, this is just amazing to see all these pieces up on the wall. Um, so in your day-to-day uh, growing of the actual business of your art, and I'm really glad to hear that you are keeping the work life separate and the art life separate, even though I, you said you've been traveling around everywhere so you're gone and you're away from your family. What do you see next in the way of the art? Uh, in conversation, you said that you're coming out with another book. Mm-hmm. The first book is amazing. It is available on your website. Yes. Yeah. And the new book uh, I should be getting next week. Uh, and then I'm going to have both of them available on Amazon.com. Uh, and then I'll, I'll put links to those on my website. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah. And then even those books, the proceeds from those books, I used to sponsor um, a first responder. So every year... Uh, I sponsor first responder to attend one of the conferences that I, that I go to and show my artwork and speak at. So I'll pay for their flight, their hotel and their ministry, their, um, um, their tickets to get into the conference. And, uh, the way that happens is they send me a, um, like an essay, they'll write an essay on why they want to go to that particular conference. Uh, so based on kind of what they say is how I, I choose it. And this year I teamed up with uh, Train Your Proby, a couple of Edmonton firefighters, uh, and they're great. So they really want to get involved too. They, they've uh, started uh, like a scholarship fund um, where they're going to donate money to that cause of mine to 
sponsor or a fellow first responder. Uh, so our goal is to, you know, eventually have, you know, four or five different first responders that we fly from around the world to attend these conferences. Uh, and then we're also going to, we're working on putting on a, our own conference here or a symposium, a one day symposium next year, uh, which is going to be on uh, mental health resiliency and recovery for first responders. Oh, wow. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so the typical question that I always ask is how can I help you reach the moon? Uh, well, you know, it'd be great if you could, uh, help promote my artwork, uh, promote the book sales. Cause that goes toward, you know, promoting our, our mental health symposium that we want to do next year. Um, you know, I also have a calendar and the calendar, the proceeds I, that I get from that calendar, I, I donate to the kids with cancer foundation. Uh, and I really, I really believe that, you know, the more that, that I put out into the universe, the more I'm going to get more back. So my, you know, my business model, you know, like, yes, I need to profit. Uh, you know, I spend a lot of time creating the artwork. I have very expensive equipment. Uh, so I do need to profit. Um, but instead of focusing on, you know, the money that I'm making, um, I focus on making enough money to do the things I want to do and have the experiences I want to do. Um, and I do that by, by doing good things, you know, putting good energy into the universe and doing, doing right things. So, you know, having a starting a scholarship fund, do, donating to, um, kids with cancer. Um, you know, I'm doing a lot of things with the Las Vegas first responders that were involved in the shooting. Uh, you know, doing things like that, I get a lot of positive things in other ways back by doing those things. Um, and it's working for me. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a very successful artist and photographer and it's hard to be a successful artist and photographer. It doesn't, um, that's a difficult thing for artists and photographers to achieve. Um, and I get to travel around the world, uh, for work. One thing I, I have to admit, and even just shaking your hand and meeting you for the first time, I want to give you credit. You seem like a very happy entrepreneur. Uh, there sometimes you, you can tell people are just doing it because they're doing it and they're sad or they're down or they had a bad day. And in your line of work, I'm sure you've had some bad days where your elbows are on your knees, but, uh, it seems like you're grabbing the bull by the horns and walking away with a smile and helping other people. So I do appreciate it. What would you say financially? Cause uh, you said it, it is tough that an artist or maybe a firefighter looking at your art might not actually connect with what, what's the most expensive tool or incident and uh, that that's ever happened. Have you ever thrown a rock through a window that wasn't quite planned? <laughs> um, Yeah, there's there's a lot of mistakes that happen down the road. Um, you know, I've learned. You know, I had to learn when I when I go to put together a photo session. So if I have a concept that I want to create, so if I have an idea of an image that I want to create, uh, you know, a lot of people will come and they'll want to be in the image, so they'll donate their time and they come and we set it all up. Um, so I kind of learned the hard way that I need a backup for my equipment. 
you know, I had a camera, you know, I used to shoot with just one camera and it failed on me. Luckily I got it working again, but now I, I need to bring two cameras. Um, cause it's really embarrassing. You know, if I'm going to photo, if I'm going to do a photo session with, you know, 20 police officers and they're all there and they're all staring at my camera and I push the shutter button and nothing happens. <laughs> or missing or showing up at someone's house. With oh, yeah. a cord. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It happens. I was one short, one cord yeah. short today. <laughs> I know. And that kind of stuff happens. So, um, and even though I'm really prepared, that stuff still happens. So it's still, you know, it's, I try to be the best, be prepared the best that I can. Um, and yeah, I've had a lot of failures too, but I just can't let it discourage me. Sounds good. Yeah. We, we got a dog here. I yeah, I got to let my dog go. For a wander outside. <laughs> um, back to your art there. Do you mind describing kind of your process? I know you take the picture of the art. Um, it's just incredible. Obviously, you're doing something with the computer, but I just can't wrap my head around it. Sure. Like, it's got to take you hours. And how long does a typical piece? You said it takes about, about a week. A week for a yeah, whole piece. Yeah, it takes about a week for a piece to do. So, yeah, I start with a photograph. I take um, lots of lots of photos of the same scene. And once I get back to my computer, then I decide which image I'm going to work with. I use a very expensive camera. Uh, it has a wide dynamic range on it. Um, so I start with one raw raw photo. Uh, with my camera uh, and then I'll I'll do some general you know color balances and light balances with it and then I have a big it's called a Cintiq display but it's like a giant iPad uh, that has a stand that kind of sits on my lap goes into my lap like a drafting table and the screen is touch sensitive and I have a digital pen that's touch and tilt and you know pressure sensitive uh, and then I essentially draw on top of that photograph uh, using Corel Painter and Photoshop um, until I get the look I like. And that's where I add, you know, the trauma. Um, that's where I'll add some of the spirits that I, that I put into my images. And then I just layer on top and top and top until I get something that I like. Like I said, sometimes I'll look at it the next day. I'll spend hours on it and hate it and think, what was I thinking? Sometimes when I work, I'll drink rum as well, right? Not a lot of rum. But sometimes those days, maybe when I'm having too much rum, I'll come back the next day and realize, oh, maybe... <laughs> Maybe I had too much rum that day and just trash it all. But uh, that's kind of my process as I, as I sit in my studio. I listen to classical music um, and, uh, and just really get my mind into, into that scene, into that call. Um, and really dive into it mentally and emotionally. And it just translates into the finished product. Um, yeah, it takes several hours to do, and I just love doing it. I can do it all the time. Sometimes I, you know, I'm upset that I have to go to the bathroom because I'm just stuck there in the moment, uh, and going to the bathroom gets in the way of my process. So it's it's really a, a cathartic and, uh, like, it's hours and hours and hours, but I just don't feel like it's work because um, it's really healing. It's a healing process for me, and I just love doing it. Using your word process, do you work on one until it's done or do you work on 10 oh, and, yeah, and they no. start finishing month after month after month? No, I can only work one at a time. I can't do, because once I started working on one, my, that one picture has a hundred percent of my, of my energy. So I can't spread that out. I can't work on, on several at a time. It's one I start until that one is done. Um, and then I work on the next one. In conversation, you mentioned um, a situation, and my question to you is: 
what's a pet peeve that you have or what's a frustration either being an artist or being a firefighter you you in conversation you had mentioned about somebody going down to your hall one day to talk about your art but now like you said your worlds are combining and you had to explain to them sorry this isn't the place to, to come visit me so what's a pet peeve or a frustration of being an artist or being a firefighter just in general as, as a person doing yeah. the job yeah. that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like, I was super flattered and honored that that guy came to see me. Um, like, I think it's wonderful. And it's still, you know, when I travel and, you know, my peers are, you know, are so excited to meet me because my artwork has done so much for them. I'm completely humbled by that and blown away still by that. So even when that guy showed up, you know, I was super flattered that he came to the hall and wanted to meet me. I thought that was great. Um, so I wouldn't say that was really a, a pet peeve. Uh, I just don't want to get my bosses mad at me at, at the fire hall. I don't want, you know, cause they're, they're paying me to be a paramedic firefighter. I don't want to, I don't want to mix it. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, a lot of, because of the bulk of my artwork is, is mental health awareness. And I'm really trying to lower the negative stigma of mental health for first responders. Um, you know, when I hear some of the feedbacks of, you know, the people that just don't understand and it doesn't affect everybody, you know, the, you know, occupational stresses and, you know, post-traumatic stress doesn't affect everybody. Uh, but I just wish that people would be more open-minded to the fact that, you know, receiving an occupational stress injury is just the same as receiving a busted leg at work, right? If you broke your leg at work, no one's going to tell you, hey, just walk it off, suck it up. You know, you knew that you got into this job. You knew that you potentially could break your leg. You know, why You know why are you complaining about it? You know, just walk it off and stop bitching about it. Um, but that's what happens with mental health injuries. People, you know, like, you know, why are you whining and complaining about it? If you can't handle this job, get out, do something else. They don't realize that for some people, for a lot of people, um, it's just as bad as a broken leg. In a lot of ways, it's worse. It's killing statistically tons of first responders. Um, yet people still think that it's it's really not a, an important issue. It, it is true. You know what I mean? They save maybe one life. They might save 10 lives. And in the end of it, I have done a lot of research into the studies, and a lot of them do commit suicide. PTSD does take people, and then it takes one life too many. And uh, I agree. That's where people forget about it. Um, I'm very, very happy to sit down with you. I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me today. Yeah, well, thanks for coming. I appreciate you coming to my house. Um, yeah, thank you for tuning in to Bison Moon Group, uh, Reach the Moon podcast. If you have any further questions, Dan, uh, Daniel, can you say your website one more time? Sure, it's danceonphotos.com or danceongallery.com. And you're on Facebook, Instagram. Please look it up. Uh, the calendar for 2018, as far as I'm aware, is available. Yeah, that's right. You can order right now. It's uh, on either of those websites. There's a link to it. And most definitely, if you haven't seen the book or haven't heard of Dan's son and you know of anybody in the industry, uh, listen to this podcast and get them online. Check out his stuff. Order his prints. You won't regret it. So thank you, guys. <laughs>